Welcome back, guys, to the Gen Z Hockey Podcast with your host, Zahar and Lucas. We're back. Hockey's back. We're playing games. I'm excited. Oh, shit. I'm excited. Everyone's excited. Um, We're so yeah. excited that we knocked over a bunch of papers. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you knock over? My mom's. My mom makes jewelry on the side, oh, and Jesus. I knocked over jewelry. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's together. We're, we're still going on. We're still going on. We have a, hockey. Hockey's back, and we got a W, a big W. It was a least. big dub. It really wasn't, but it's still a big W. This is still. It could be the no, only W I'm, of the season. Okay, for, for we'll, the we'll take the Ws. We'll take the Ws, even we'll though it wasn't, wasn't. Even though it wasn't a real game, we'll take the Ws. Yeah. So um, yeah. So hockey's back. Um. While we're recording this, the Panthers and Tampa Bay are playing, and it's 4-0 Lightning. So we'll keep you guys updated um, to the end of the game, and then we'll see what happens with them. Because I don't think the, Florida's coming back. For the preseason, I think they're just putting like a bunch of rival, rivalry games. So yeah. like, what is it? Like Leafs and Habs, obviously. You had the Battle of, the Battle of Alberta, and then Battle of Pennsylvania was yesterday, too. Uh, Battle of Florida, I guess we'll call it, yeah. is right now. Um. I know the Canucks and Jets are playing. I don't think I don't really consider that a big rivalry, but hey, two yeah. Canadian Western teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think the uh, Islanders are playing the Rangers. If I'm, uh, I might be wrong, but it, that would I make sense. So. They yeah, are. yeah, I think so. So I guess um, for their preseason warmups, they're having like these rivalry type rivalries. games. I want to talk about. We'll talk about the preseason games that we've seen. I want to talk about the Calgary Flames. I'm worried about them. They did not look great. I watched that game and they did not look. Great, I didn't. I only saw good. the high, I only saw the highlights. But yeah, even the yeah, I watched the highlights. Even the fact that the game, even the fact that the Oilers scored, what was it like a minute and whatever in? That's you got to be concerning, and that's the whole thing I would talk about. Their goaltending heading into these playoffs, super super shaky. See, my thing, I don't. I wasn't really worried about the goal goaltending. Yes, because he came out of the net so often, and there were so like the two goals that they. I, I, are we getting too deep into this? We should probably talk about other stuff before we get into this. I think we but, can get into this. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Whatever then. Um, so the battle of Alberta, uh, David Riddich got out of the net so many times and he did not look like he was, he, the two goals they scored, the first two goals they scored, he was completely out of the net. Like it was, it was not good. Like the way he was playing was not good. That wasn't my, my it was concerning, but it wasn't that bad because they have uh, Talbot Talbot. Yeah. Um, and um, and my more my more concerning thing is scoring goals, and that was the big thing for them last year. They showed a graphic: Johnny Goudreau had no goals in their playoffs last year. Yeah, I think Sean exactly. Ryan had one. Sam Bennett had one. Like, if they can't score goals, they're they're screwed. And that's I know, I'm... I know it's a big thing, and I know that's the whole thing with the Leafs and the Blue Jackets. But I, if they're not going to score goals, they're they're boned. They are boned, especially because I've never had uh, I've never had big confidence in their tandem of a big save, Dave and Cam Talbot, because I don't think Cam Talbot could go in there and do any any better. Yeah, but see, the thing is, they're facing the Winnipeg Jets, and the Winnipeg Jets don't have defense, but they can score and they can score constantly. They have a lot of good forwards that can go in there, and you can just wave after wave of forwards. The same thing with like the Leafs; see, they're similar in that sense. See, even if see, even if they don't have defense, even if the even if the uh, Flames, or sorry, the Jets don't have defense. If the Flames are, are ge- aren't generating offense, I don't care how bad your defense is. If you're not generating offense, you can't score goals. Yeah, yeah. That was for the Battle of Alberta. That was the most concerning thing because the the Edmonton Oilers don't have a good defense, and yet the Calgary Flames couldn't score a couple goals, which every team would co- score a couple goals, like. Uh, the Habs game, scored yesterday. Yeah, the Habs scored two goals, and they were kind of fluky goals and like these odd bounces. Yeah. But they but they still went in and they got some points on the board. And um, for for Calgary not to score more than like a couple, like they only scored one. They goal. got one. I, yeah. I know. I know it was two one a two one for a, for a bit, but I okay. The, the third goal, the third Oilers goal was a was a really fluky goal. I don't really think you can blame that on anyone. But. If, you can't score one goal and expect to win, especially against Connor McDavid. Yeah. yeah. And that, that Oilers defense, that Oilers defense is, they don't have um, Green, what was his first name? Mike Green. Mike Green. They didn't have like, they didn't have any of their like uh, free agent, not free agents, but the people that they signed. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I mean, they have, they that. have 
I'm really high on Darnell Nurse. I think he's a great player. Ethan Bear. Oh yeah, a, they do have got Darnell Nurse, but like, but then again, it's one. Ethan Bear is like, really good too. Yeah. I mean, Chris Chris Russell is kind of there. He's he's you know here and he's okay. Um, but the fact that you couldn't score more than more than a goal on on a defense as shaky as theirs, sorry, you got you got some problems. You got trouble. Yeah, and th- that's one team I'm worried about. Like I was I picked watching them, the I picked them in the last episode. I picked them to win, and depending on how the Jets do against the Canucks, the Canucks today will prove, I guess. If I if I got a chance, I picked yeah. the Flames to win. It is also preseason. We could just be getting too ahead of ourselves, and they're coming off of five months of not playing hockey. But I I I would be concerned. I'd be yeah. concerned if you can, if you can't score, and that was their that's been their trouble, kind of all season. Because I remember at the beginning of the of the, of the beginning of the season that was, if you want to count it at all, I know it kind of doesn't matter, but it was all the Leafs and the Flames are the opposites of each. Or sorry, are the are the parallels of each other from different yeah. conferences. And then both of them fired their coaches and got better. Yeah. So the Leafs in this in this game against Montreal, though granted it was Montreal, played very well, scored scored four goals, could have had a couple more. Yeah. And the Flames, I didn't see them generate I again didn't watch the game. It's another thing of the eye test. If they were generating offense and it just wasn't going good and Mike Smith by some miracle was playing on off uh you know on top of his head, that's that's a possibility because I just didn't watch the game. But from what I'm seeing, they weren't generating a lot of offense. See, I, I don't know how much you can compare Calgary and Toronto. They're always compared, but I don't know how much you can compare them now because um in the playoffs, our stars show up. Matthews yes. showed up the last couple of seasons. Uh, Marner showed up. Tavares showed up in the playoffs. But Calgary can't get their stars to show up. Johnny John, Goudreau Johnny has, was ice cold. I think so he has so is one, goal, one goal in, in, like, in his career as a Flames in the playoffs. And that's not good enough. And for some, the rumors that they were saying that he, he wants out, that might actually happen this year if they don't go anywhere. I don't, anywhere. So. Uh, I don't th- You don't think they're going to trade him? Because that's that's um that was the whole thing with Mitch Marner. That's a trade True. you can't win. That's a trade that you whatever yeah. comes back, whatever comes back won't be enough. It's it was the whole thing with yeah. Mitch Marner. That's a good point. Whatever whatever comes, I don't care if you get you know a right-handed defenseman and two first-round picks. I still don't think that might that might be good enough. Okay. Um. Do you want to talk about Leafs game now, or do you want to? Um, do Seattle Kraken first. Nothing would make me more happy than okay. to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, let's go. Maple Leafs, let's go. Um, I watched the game yesterday. They played well. I liked how they play. Some of the stuff was iffy, but then again, it is preseason, so you can't take it everything with um, take everything with a grain of salt. As their first, it's their first real game in, in you know, yeah. months. Um, goaltending wasn't I was expecting it to be worse. Goaltending was okay, Very good. and I was happy with it. Um, what else? I, I don't think he could have done anything on those two goals. Oh, yeah. The two goals that went in, yeah. He couldn't really do anything. Um, yeah. Um, the, so, here's yeah. here's something that something that, uh, that I want. I want to shout out this player. And this player played a fantastic game that was so and went very under the radar. Every time he was on the ice, I thought that he was a bull in the china shop, just a gritty, great player. I thought Kyle Clifford played an unbelievable game. You didn't notice him. You, you did not notice how he played, but yeah. every time he was on the ice, I thought he was fantastic in the role that he played in. So he was he was banging and crashing, you know, digging for the loose puck, even got, got somewhat of a scoring chance, was playing his fourth line role, yeah. which is what which is what you want to see. Yeah. And I thought he played fantastic in his role. And I want to give some love to Alex Kerfoot. Two goals. A lot of people. A lot of people were counting him out, saying that he's going to get traded. Could still happen, but I thought great game from him with the two goals. And the defense. We going into the series, uh, going into this game, we were all like, "Fucking, you know, Cody Ceci and Morgan Riley. You know, they're going to screw up." You were saying that they weren't fantastic. You know what I said? I didn't notice them. Which yeah. is probably the best thing. I didn't notice Cody Cece that much, and I didn't notice Morgan Morgan Riley much until he scored. Yeah, I noticed I noticed Morgan Riley a lot more just for the fact of he he jumps up in the rush, 
but I didn't notice Cody CC just, you know, you know, firing the puck. Yeah, yeah. I thought he no, played but, a fantastic, fantastic game in the sense of I didn't notice him at all. See, my thing was like, uh, I, Cody CC is because he is such a thorn in the Leafs like fan base. I kept an extra eye on him, and there were a couple of plays where I'm like, "What are you doing, bud?" But then again, I think that might be me just looking too deep into it, or it could just be me being picky and just picking him out. But there were a couple of plays where I'm like, "What are you doing?" And but then also Barry, there were a couple of plays where he mm-hmm. just gave the puck away, which Barry was... had a very uh, troubling game. Yeah. Also, but... Travis Dermott almost put a puck in his own net. <laughs> I don't remember seeing. Oh, that. It, so I I want to say someone from the Habs shot it from the point. And it was going wide, and it just goes off Barry's stick, stick right onto the net, and he all he almost put the puck in his own net. True, true. Okay. Um, other than that, I was happy watching hockey again. Mm-hmm. I was fired up about it. Um, and, yeah. Are we are we concerned about Austin Matthews? Um, no, I'm not concerned. The same thing with uh, Rob Robertson. Um, Matthews. Yeah, we'll talk about him. But for Matthews, first of all, he had a lot of scoring ch- chances. He could have scored like twice or three times, but he missed a wide open net on his backhand. He scores yeah. that. No one cares. No one talks C- about him. Carey Price was on fire for. There were a couple of times where um, Tavares and Marner they almost scored, but per- Carey Price somehow got his pad up or something like that and blocked it. This could have been a lot bigger of a, like a difference in scoring, but Carey Price was well, there yeah. and stopped a thing, a couple of goals. And but, this is what I'm talking about with Carey Price. Well, he's service. He's definitely good. I don't yeah. think he, he can't win you the series. And can yeah. I just say, uh, we'll talk about Nick Robertson in a bit. The Montreal Canadiens looked absolutely out of place. See, yeah, that's, that's my the hot thing. take. They did yeah. not look like they even cared to be there. Yeah, that's why we have to take everything like this whole game as a grain of salt too, because the Canadians didn't look like they wanted to be there. First of all, second of all. I don't think they wanted to be there. I don't either. Um, because I think they're just going to go play three games, lose three games, and be like, we can get Alex Lafreniere, who's a hometown boy, coming back to Montreal. Like, that's, like, that's what I think. I think they're, they were supposed to be golfing right now, and they're like, why the hell did the NHL bring us back to play this quarantine uh, tournament because, or whatever? Because the Canadians sold players at the deadline. Like, they sold exactly, Kovalchuk. Yeah. They sold whatever uh probably some other players <laughs> and we're talking about the sabers the sabers and they they and the sabers i'm sure we're tied in i'm pretty sure we're tied in points but by points percentage the habs got in the sabers yeah. bought at the deadline the sabers yeah, exactly. got someone at the deadline so if anything the sabers the sabers by that pr- perspective by that point might deserve it more just for the fact that they tried to add pieces yeah they added win simmons It'd be a lot more fun watching the Buffalo Sabres than it would be the Montreal Canadiens. Because they just look they just look dead. They look yeah. like they weren't caring. Carey Price cared. Carey Price definitely yeah. cared. Tried, but the fact yeah. that you allowed two shorthanded goals uh, when you got six yeah. power plays and the Leafs killed all of them off, and that's the Leafs' penalty kill, which is yeah. not great. Yeah. And another thing that I was telling you about, the Montreal Canadiens' power play has one move. They do one thing, Weber, and they've done yeah. the one thing for three years. How long has Shea Weber been on the team? Four yeah. years, three years. It's like, you know, circle the puck around, Shea Weber, blast, wide of the net. Circle the puck around, circle around, Shea yeah. Weber, blast, wide of the net. And they, they do that all the time. And yeah, when, they scored, they when they scored after the power play, it was sort of a tip-in for Thomas Tatar. But, yeah. And I'm watching that being like, why not have more plays like that, but just everything, Shea Weber, Shea Weber, Shea Weber. And then yeah, there was one where like – his stick broke, and they're like, "What do we do?" Yeah, they don't have a lot of elite players that they can sub in and let them co- take control of the game. Like Max Domi should be able to do like a Mitch Marner thing Max and Domi skate around, be. and be able to pass and get another someone else to shoot. But because they they really only have Shea Weber as like their like not star, I guess they can't do that. And their young guys are are still too young to take control of the whole power play. See, Max Domi should be able to set up players and even and even score on his own. Did you even did did you notice Jonathan Drouin yesterday? No, I I didn't. No. I noticed him once at the beginning of the game, and then I forgot that he was even that he even exists. Yeah. Exists. That was that was what I'm talking about. With they just seem like they don't want to be there. Yeah. Now Which watch I them. Th- 
Watch them win game one and have us eat our words. Because with our luck, it's going to happen. And I'm wearing and I'm wearing red, which might which might be a, a whole Illuminati confirmed. But they looked they looked out of place. And yeah. I, I think they outshot the Leafs, but none of their shots looked like prime scoring chances. Dangerous, yeah. Um. Okay, so I want to talk about another thing. Do you think, do you like the Marner, Tavares, Makayev line? I mean, 33 seconds in, I was loving it. Yeah, but like, my thing was, do you change, Mar- change Marner and uh, Nylander? No. No. No? You, you, you're not, you're, you don't want to say like the no. thing? No. Okay. It's something they've been tr- they've been practicing together all training camp. I don't think True. you switch that for the entire. I don't think you switch that for game one of the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. And also, I thought I thought soup soup. Of course, like he scored he scored yeah. whatever thirty seconds in. Soup looked great. Yeah. Tavares Tiver- was great. Mar- Marner was looking was looking you know like Mitch Marner. And you know they they were they were generating a lot of offense. Just wasn't just wasn't going in. They were trying stuff. Yeah. And the Matthews line. I know that I know they didn't they did score. They looked they looked good. There was like there was there was a play where I I said this before, but like Matthews had an open backhand for a goal and just missed. Yeah. So I think I think the lines looked fine, but True. but what what concerned me was the power play. The power play definitely looked out of sync and out of yeah. Out of I was I was going to talk, talk about the power play because uh, on the power play for some reason Kerfoot was. Where Tavares usually was on the power, uh, first I guess the second, power play. That was the second line. No, but like I was watching the replay and I saw like Mar- it was Marner, Matthews, Nylander, and um, Barry, and then Kerfer was just out there for some reason. And I think it's they were switching lines and then someone yeah, didn't get so. off sort of thing. So I was just curious, like I was wondering if that was just See, a mistake a, or a reason. A reason why I think the the power play wasn't working was uh, the Leafs couldn't win a faceoff. They could not. Yeah, they could that, not win a faceoff to save their life. That's one thing I noticed too. And there was one point where Jim Hughes was like, you know, faceoff seemed to be fifty-fifty, or it was Craig Simpson one of them. And I was like, really? I don't see it because once the Leafs, when the Leafs were having um, offensively offensive zone starts, it seemed like Montreal was just winning it every time. And that's the Leafs' key is just possession. It's possession yeah. in the offensive zone. How yeah, they yeah. how their power play works is starting off with the puck, and that's why when he who he who must not be named was coaching at the beginning of the year. Like the Leafs could not. The Leafs power play was a dud, and because they kept doing the same thing, trying to enter the zone, and it wouldn't work. Yeah. Every time, and and the only hope that they had was winning a faceoff and keeping possession. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. The power play, I think, is gonna get if the if in the it playoffs. Will get better. It's gonna get better, and in the playoffs, there's usually less power play things. So like that's not really a big issue for me. And less, we have less penalties. <laughs> less penalties. Sorry. Um. But they also have less power plays. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. So I don't think that's a huge issue. I think if they have to score, they will put up the big line. Or the, and if they yeah. have the power play, they will score. Like it's it's a team that scores. And I'm also, not really it's, it's a small that. sample size. It's one game. I'm just saying exactly, in this one yeah. game, it looked it looked a little out of sync. What I did like, I love this from Sheldon Keith. I think it was either after the Leafs. I think it was after the Leafs killed a penalty. He threw out. I think it was Matthews, Tavares, and Willie. He threw out he threw out Matthews, yeah. Tavares, and Willie to to generate offense. Just like this yeah. combined, you know, put put the puzzle pieces together line. Just this, you know, bl- blender. Excuse me, this blender of a line to go out and generate some offense after the penalty kill. That reminded me of something that Babcock did, and uh, in, in the the rookie year. Where after after the Leafs killed the penalty, he threw out Matthews, Willie, and Kadri. I remember he did that. So yeah. that's sort of a that's that's something that I've always liked is throw out just these this murderer's row of an offensive of an offensive line to to generate something after you kill a penalty. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the third line because Sheldon Keefe said that he was really impressed with Kapanen and Kerfoot. He didn't say anything about Robertson, so that's my, my thinking is he wasn't impressed. Because if he was impressed, he would have thing. But I was reading on Twitter that uh, Robertson had like the best possession numbers or something like that. He also, um, he also played ten minutes. Yeah, that's actually a good point too. But yeah, he also played so ten minutes. What do you think? I well, like the third line, but the Robertson... third line, the third line was great. I personally thought that Nick Robertson was fine. Yeah. Didn't wow me. wasn't Wasn't horrible. 
took a took a penalty. That that happens. You know, you're trying to trying to find your find your your footing in the NHL. Yeah, I think we got a lot of penalties just because um, just because I think they were getting their feet like they're you know how you lose yeah. your feet. On, yeah, you have to get your legs back first. So I think that's why we we had a lot of holding penalties and kind of like dumb penalties like that. That if they keep training and they're there back were also to form, few, they should be good. There were also a few like really that's a penalty calls that I personally thought. I remember Cody Cody Cece got one that to me to me was was outrageous. He lifted the guy's stick and he fell down. Oh, yeah. and and it was a hook. And I was like, he just lifted his stick. Yo, Muzzin boarded someone just straight up. And there was no penalty, and Cody CC got a penalty. That was the stupidest thing I've are you seen. Talking, are you talking about the one where he literally just flew, sent yeah. a guy flying? It okay. Yeah. Here's here, here's what I'm here's what that that penalty or that non call was. He had the puck. The guy had the puck, yeah. and then Jake Muzzin just absolutely buzz lunched him, buzz lightyeared him off the ice. Yeah. So by the rule, he had the puck, and Muzzin just just you know body sent him into him. the boards. Yeah. So that's not a penalty because he had the puck. It's legal. So I didn't see how that could be a penalty. It was borderline, um, like it was borderline boarding. And I, but see, it, in the playoffs, in the playoffs, that's not that's not a penalty. Yeah, I guess so. But like, it was like the way I was watching it. I'm like, hey, that's an if that. You know, you know what I'm gonna say. If Brad Marchand can punch someone back in the head, Jake Muzzin can send a guy flying into the boards. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, I guess that works too. <laughs> so back to back to Kerfoot and Kapanen. These two were on Fuego last night. Yeah. Absolute fire. Kapanen's Kapanen's speed kills goal that, that ended up being Kerfoot's. You know, he just intercepts the puck. Kapanen just streak, streaks in, gets gets a chance, and Kerfoot finishes it off. I remember when there was a bit of confusion of whether or not it went in. I was like, no, that that went in. I'm pretty sure it went in. So that was a that, that was that was a great a great goal. And I thought Kalpin was flying all night and Kerfoot yeah. looked, Kerfoot looked great. And then Kerfoot's second goal, Nick Robertson got a, had a great assist to Morgan, a great pass to Morgan Riley and Morgan Riley with a, a textbook, just, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, a uh, textbook sort of slap pass to, to Alex Kerfoot that, en- that ended up in the back of the net. So those two goals were just great. They were great. I'd say team, team oriented, team oriented plays. Yeah. Because, you know, without Kerfa intercepting the pass, Kapanen doesn't get the breakaway. And without, you know, without Morgan Riley, heads up, heads up play, sees Kerfa's stick. He, he was, I don't think Riley was shooting that puck. Yeah. I think he passed that puck. Yeah. You know, Riley head up, see, sees Kerfa and, and, you know, and puck, puck goes in. So those yeah. were very, those were two very sort of awareness goals, being aware of what's, of what's going on. And and Kerf, those were those were two very good goals for for Kerfoot and props props to Robertson on on the assist. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, I do you think Rob like after watching this game, do you think Robertson's going to make the lineup for the for game one? I do, because for for the for the reason of he's been on that line since training camp started. Yeah, I guess I don't but- think you could. I don't think you could realistically. I don't think you could realistically put this guy in in this position of. He's he's been training on this line with Kaf- with Kapanen and Kerfoot for two weeks, week week and a half, somewhere somewhere around there, and then just take him out and put whatever Pierre Engvall in. So, but it is the third line. So in theory, you could just do that. You could just put him on the third line. Like it's it's not a big deal. Like if it was the first or second line, then I'd have an issue with it because first and second line have to have chemistry and they have to know what the fuck's going on. But like it's a third line. Like I wouldn't hate if. But see that third that third line isn't a defensive line. It's a very it's a it's a True, speed line yeah, that can that converts on offense, which we saw. Yeah. So, I I do think that he will. I do think he'll be on the, on on the third line. And I think as time goes on, as the games go on, we'll see a better version of what Nick Robertson can do. Was uh, was Rasmus Sandin on the ice? Nope. No, he wasn't playing. Nope. Marty Marincin. True. Because I was just curious, like, what are they going to do with Sandin? Is he going to be on like? Is he going to be on the ice? Is he not going to be on the uh, ice? I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. It, it, pains they... me to, it pains me to say it probably won't happen. 
because they burned his first year for him to be on the ice and they're not going to use him in the playoffs. Like, I don't understand how that's going to Well, they burned it because they had to because everyone was hurt. That's a good point, yeah. But still, and, like, like, they have him, so why not use him? I, I, I hate saying this, but it's another thing of you have to play the play the you have to play the guys that it's it's the unwritten rule of you have to pay guys who make shitloads of money and Cody CC and, yeah. Mark, and and Cody CC makes a shitload of money. Yeah. Which is sad to, sad to say but like I love I love Rasmus Sandin and he should be in but he's he should be in over Martin Marincin. He should have been playing yesterday yeah. but instead of Martin Marincin. And by the way, I didn't think Martin Marincin was horrible yesterday either. I didn't see. I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't notice him. Was, I didn't notice I him, which is another good. thing. Which, which is, which to me, to me, that's your bar of a defenseman. If I don't notice you, good. Yeah, you're fine. Um, yeah, so that was the game. It was a fun. It was fun to watch. I, I like the whole atmosphere. The whole arena looks good, and yeah, it was good. Good game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always nice to beat the Habs. Always feels good. Yeah, always nice I, to beat watching that. Watching this game, I was like, how did the Leafs lose three times to this team? Yeah. Wait, did we lose three times? We lost th- every three, all three games we lost. True. But then again, Montreal lost to Detroit all four times. Four so. times? <laughs> yeah, so like you can't even start comparison. Was the, that, so. There was some guy, some Montreal reporter who was like, oh, the Habs are eight, point out of a, eight points out of a playoff spot. If they just won those four games, they would have been, been in. Yeah, just, just like, four games with Detroit, the worst team in, historically in the league, like. I was like, you, four can't, games. you can't go back in time and replay these four games that you yeah. lost to the worst, to one of the historically worst teams in the, in the National yeah. Hockey League. Um, we have a new franchise in the NHL. 32. The Seattle Kraken is coming to crack the Seattle. Crack the NHL. I don't know. Something like that. We'll figure it out. Yeah. The Seattle the Kraken, Kraken is, crack the NHL. Yeah. Uh, release the Kraken is apparently they're going to be their slogan or whatever. Um, what did you think about the presentation, the logo, jersey, and all that? I thought everything looks fantastic. I think their logo looks so cool. I have an issue with the logo. I thought the okay, so the presentation to me was fine because because there was a. There was a presentation that happened for Vegas, I remember, and Vegas's presentation went so so horrible. It was one of those things where you know how you know how when you're doing like a slideshow, a PowerPoint in school, and you work so hard on it, and then you press play on the on the presentation on the day that you're presenting and it doesn't play. That's yeah. what happened in Vegas. And oh, it was like no. ten it was like ten minutes of them trying to to keep Tactical the crowd difficulties. Th- to keep the crowd into it. And they were oh, like they I remember they booed Gary Bettman and he said like, don't make me take your team away or something oh, like that. Oh, that's that. That's where that video's from. I saw, I swear that was from the uh, expansion draft. No, no, that was when they were, that was when they were announcing the, oh, the actual great. game. And so they're like, all right, we're going to, we're going to release it in five, four. And then the screen pops up of five, four. And, and it was, it was, a, it was a mess, but Seattle's Seattle's went very well. Yeah. Um, the, the video was the video was cool. I think the yeah. logo looks so cool with like the 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 Kraken coming yeah. through the S, and it looks yeah. like it looks like the thing from Kraken Rum. Yeah, I guess. No, no, no right. my like I liked the logo initially, what do you, and then what do you I not like, and then I started like I was watching like thing, and like people were started talking about it, and like I was just like different people were starting talking about, it. and then everyone started to like talk about how there's no Kraken in the logo. And that's what I kind of noticed that like, that's when I started not liking it. But like initially I liked it, but then I got other people's opinion about it and they were just talking about it. And I'm like, they could have done something nicer with like the Kraken, like actually coming out or something like being, being part of the logo. There is a Kraken. See, there is somewhat of a Kraken because of the, um, there's like the red eye in the, in the logo. Hold on. Let me just pull, pull up the logo. Yeah, but but like it's not like a kraken, kraken world. Like what I was thinking of a kraken. Like I thought there'd be more tentacles and stuff. But then again, it did. There is a tentacle. There is a tentacle. Like I know there were more tentacles. Yeah, but they were talking about how it was honoring the first uh, uh, American team that won the cup, 
which was the Seattle uh, Sounders, I think. Uh, Totems, I think is what it was Totems? Called. Or whatever. Their logo was an S. That's why they were incorporating that in the thing. But I like their secondary logo. looks sick with the anchor and then the pin, yep. the needle. I don't know what it's called. But like the Seattle Tower. Um, that looks nice. So, yeah. Um, in general, the colors, I like the color scheme. The color scheme's cool. The color scheme looks so cool. So good. And it doesn't look like anything in the NHL, which is nice to see, too. So, What do you mean? Um, it doesn't look like anything in the NHL? Like, no other team has that kind of color. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. What I... I thought it was going to look sort of, I thought the color was going to look like, you know, in a teal color, like how the, uh, the sharks and the Canucks and the Canucks have, it's yeah. a bit of a lighter, it's a bit of a lighter color. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like not turquoise, but like something like that. It's a darker color than the, the teal that the, yeah. that the Canucks have. I was thinking that they might go with like purple and black or purple and gold, nah. but then, but then I was like thinking to myself, like that's Jeez, a really every, like okay. But it seems like so many teams have gold, like the Bruins, the the Golden Knights, the Penguins, whatever, the Predators. So I no, I want to I'd want to go away from the gold. The Golden Knights have gold. All the, those other teams is basically just yellow. Yes, it's it's yellow, but they've implemented a golden color. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like I was thinking, they're gonna go with Vancouver colors, but then I'm like, Vancouver's way too close for them to Vancouver's have. Vancouver's literally colors. across the border. Yeah, it's like exactly Detroit. And, so. It's Detroit and Toronto, sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah. But I don't but know. My so uh, my buddy Trevor, who was on, he was he, he said this to me years ago, of how he didn't want a Seattle team just because of the whole Vancouver Vancouver rivalry. But why do you not want to have a rivalry? Like I, I don't understand. Because it's one of the things where it's like that's our market. Those are our, those are our people. <laughs> that the whole western, like you know, that part of the western, uh, you know, west west of North America. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's our that's our people. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry. Can I just pause? Your yeah, dog. We just, <laughs> yeah, my dog's barking. Just one second. Okay, sorry, we're back. Um, I just had to take a pause because my dog was barking for some reason. Uh, we're back. Uh, what were we talking? Oh, Seattle. Seattle. So, B- yeah. Bill uh, Belichick's Bill Belichick's favorite word. I, I don't get that reference. Okay. okay. Long, long story, basically. So the Patriots, the Patriots were playing the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, and so everyone just kept asking Bill Belichick questions at, at a press conference. All he says is Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. He doesn't. Act, he doesn't actually answer the question. He just says Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's going to be fun to see another team expansion draft wise. Um, it's going to be interesting. Do you think, do, do you, think uh, you saw their Twitter bio, right? Yeah. So there isn't their bio, like, you know, send us your good players or something. Yeah. Do you think that there's going to be some sort of like shenanigans that happens in the, in the, in the, expa- in the expansion draft, which, which will lead them to be better than than what's expected no i i don't will you see vegas happen again no i don't think they're gonna repeat vegas as much as it sucks to say but i i I don't think that's gonna happen with them because because vegas was such a unique thing and it was just like no way that that happened and i don't think that's gonna happen there's I don't know why Vegas happened like that, but it did, but it happened like, or they went that far. And I don't think Seattle's going to, uh, Seattle's going to repeat or repeat what Vegas did. And it's going to suck for the fan base, but I think they're just going to be mediocre. I don't think they're going to be and as I good think, as And Vegas. I think that's, I think Seattle's going to be a very good market. I, I really do because you have yeah. the, cause you know, Seahawk fans are, are crazy. Like, like they have a very big following and they have a big following in the Mariners. So, Baseball. baseball do they have a basketball no they don't have a basketball no. team no um and and to, to get a third team in there i think seattle is gonna be a very very good market yeah and i don't think i don't think it's it's far-fetched to say there's already hockey fans there just watch that watch canuck games or yeah or or, or something along those lines talking back to like the rivalry between vancouver and thing it's gonna be like montreal and detroit uh, montreal and toronto where like it's gonna be really close and you're just gonna have like actually fun games think, to watch i think De- i think detroit and toronto would be a more yeah would would be a, but, a better example just from, yeah, from, the, yeah. from the border perspective yeah yeah um yeah so it's gonna be fun to see them hopefully they get like if kerfoot isn't traded they take kerfoot because 
that'd be good. So you want Kerfoot? Keep well, Kerfoot or, was what I was thinking. If they like, if like the expansion draft happens, yeah. they probably they might take him. Because like the rules are like seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie. So there's like two so, different options. There's but, two yeah. different options. It's the same as Vegas. You can either protect seven seven forwards, three defensemen, and and one goalie, or or twelve people. You, you do no, or you do another another option which is eight skaters of any kind eight yeah. skaters of any t- of any kind or one goalie and this this was this took uh, uh, and and one goalie and a goalie eight skaters and, and a goalie and a goalie so this and this rule was implemented in case you have a monster defense core so yeah. when when vegas had their draft nashville took the eight player option so that they could def- they could protect suban yossi yeah yeah uh, their defense well, who's the other guy? Ekholm and uh, and Ryan Ellis, and then four yeah. four players in Pecorine. So that's that's the op- that's the two options that you had. Which I think if Toronto like, I think I think the Leafs sadly are going to lose a great player, but it's it's just the luck of the draw. But then again, like we're not going to lose like the, our top four or our top, no. our big four. We're not going to lose defense. Like we're going what we're going to protect Riley. Muzzin and whoever's the third best player. Uh, that's what I'm assuming is going to happen. Dermot, probably. Um, Dermot, but then I was thinking that Sendin might be playing. Uh, I think so... he's exe- I think he's exempt because because he's so young. Oh, okay. There are player. There are player. I think it's like if you're on your ELC, you're exempt from the. You're you're exempt from the. But see, my thing is, is he going to be? Oh, he is going to be on as ELC. Yeah, he'll, sure. if if you're on your ELC, you're exempt. So that's why, like Matthews and Marner, they didn't have to worry about protecting. Back in, yeah, yeah. Back when Vegas played. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who they take and how that team turns out. Hopefully, they're okay. They're not, hopefully, they're not just mediocre. So, hopefully, they're. Don't turn into the Coyotes, please. Yeah. Which we basically. have to get into. Yeah. I was j- just going to think that's a good transition. Big way. The Arizona Coyotes are fucked. fucked. Um, I would, can I read the statement? I, I screenshot yeah. the statement because I'm a smart uh, I'm a smart boy. I kind of just wanted to like set it up and then give the statement, but go for the statement, I guess, first. All right. So this, I believe, I think this was retweeted by Fridge, by Fridge and I just screenshotted it. The Arizona Coyotes issued the following statement today regarding John Chaka. John Chaka has quit as general manager and president of hockey operations of the Arizona Coyotes. The club is disappointed in his actions and his timing of the Coyotes prepare to enter, sorry, timing as the Coyotes prepare to enter the NHL's hub in Edmonton, where the team will be playing postseason play for the first time since 2012. Chica has chosen to quit on a, on a strong and competitive team, uh, a dedicated staff, and the Arizona Coyotes fans, the greatest fans in the NHL. That can be debated, but okay. Someone in the um, Arizona Coyotes management is furious at this decision. Yeah, it, like, like what? What did they expect? Like, he's he quit right before he right quit before, right before yeah. the the most important hockey they've played in in eight years. Yeah, since, since twenty twelve. It's interesting to like just see it's how weirdest, it's the weirdest it's thing I've ever so seen. So weird. The whole thing is so weird. But like he put out a statement that um he's he's grateful for the situation or no he's grateful for what they did for him and his family. Because I think and, he was I think he was the youngest GM to ever be yeah ever be because I think uh, uh youngest GM in the NHL to ever be a GM. I think he was like. 26 or 27 something stupid and he had like a seven year or he he still had three years on his contract left which was wild and he just opted out it's it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen i've never seen i've seen gms get fired happens all the time yeah i've seen you know we have decided to part ways you know something like that i've never seen john chaka has openly quit on the arizona coyotes i've never seen a, a gm quit on the team Let's go a little like deeper into it. from what I was reading was that he wanted to talk to another team and the Arizona Coyotes didn't allow that. So then he's like, or another uh, team like offered him like a, uh, uh, like a job or a position or whatever. And he like, and he, he wanted, wanted to, he, he, did he want this team? Yeah. He wanted to take the con or 
take the new like thing, but Arizona the, the didn't interview. allow it. The interview, yeah. And um, Arizona didn't allow it, so he just quit and said goodbye to the team, and which is wild because he had like three, three, three more years after this. Something like season. that. So, so hearing that, I I didn't know about this. Actually, I, th- I think I did. But I remember there was a similar situation with the Leafs and Dubis. Actually, yeah. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, so, it's when he wanted to go talk so, to no, another so team. I think I want to say it was the Avalanche. I could definitely be wrong. I want to say the Avalanche wanted to interview wanted to interview uh, Kyle Dubas, and the Leafs were like, no, you can't because we have this plan in place. And now, obviously, he's yeah. moved forward and is now the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I remember this context was the Avalanche had just – were the worst team in the, in the NHL that year, had like 40-whatever points, something, something extremely low. They were planning on firing Joe Sackick. And they were going to interview Kyle Dubas for the job. And the Leafs were like, no, we will not even allow you. So that, and then, and that happened and Kyle Dubas was fine with it and stayed and is now the GM. Yeah. So it seems in this scenario, a team wanted to hire, wanted to interview John Chaka. He 100% was like, get me out of the shithole known as Arizona. Yeah. And they were like, we're not letting you. And he was like, okay, screw you. I'm I'm out of here anyways. I'm quitting myself. Yeah. Which it was interesting. It's wild because in in these kind of situations, this in like hockey sportsmanship, this isn't how you're supposed to leave a team. You're not supposed to leave them right before they enter the qualifiers, but he did. Which I've means never that- heard of a I've never heard of a, a GM or coach be fired before the playoffs or leave before the playoffs. Yeah, it's wild I- to like just what's going on there and uh, and now and now it's another thing of does that not go into arizona's heads of we don't even know who we're playing for yeah we're playing for uh, and have they replaced him mm, oh they have an interim oh here. Uh, wasn't it uh, uh it was it was steve selvin right steve yeah. selvin so um so now they're playing for steve selvin who was an nhl player and i'm pretty sure played like over a thousand games but it's like okay, we've never seen this guy in our lives. Uh, we don't. We barely even know who he is, and now we're just supposed to. We're just supposed to play. Yeah. Uh, here I'm looking over the 31 thoughts. Um, one second. It's 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 it's, it's out out of, out of control. Yeah. One thing that the Arizona Cardinals did is they might request Gary Bettman to take uh to take a stance over like the whole whole like um situation so there might be a scenario where he can't like become a gm for a team for the net for the till the end of that contract so it could go where he's he screwed himself over and he can't think um friedman said that in his article that he thinks that it could have been the new jersey new jersey Devils. devil's job it was for the new jersey devils because they have uh the owners want to bring someone that has analytics and can bring the team to okay. the status of Philadelphia, the Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, the, the team also, or the owners also own Crystal Palace in the English Premier League. So, and are serious uh, bidders for the New York Nets, uh, Mets. So they want to have like a bunch of like uh, New Jersey teams and a New York team. Yeah, I, so. I, I'm just, I, and just to, to hear that, that now Gary Bettman is suspending John Chaka for being a GM. That's, that's no, crazy. It could, he could be suspended. It could be ruled in that way, but they were asking, or the oh, Arizona Coyotes. You don't have, the, the Coyotes don't have the right to do that. He is not an employee of theirs anymore. Yes, I understand, but he had a contract and he quit. So actually, I actually don't know, what, but they were just saying that he could, Gary Bevin could just block him from taking another job. So it, that's what the Arizona, that's what Arizona wants. He, they don't want him to have another job or another well, position. And if so I'm Gary Bettman, if I'm Gary Bettman, shouldn't I say, well, he walked out on you and that seems like your problem. Yeah. Which I, I don't think Gary Bevin's even going to rule. Won't. He won't rule anything because as a lawyer, you, you want as least problems in the league as you want. And this isn't a big issue. It's, he doesn't want it's, to be part of your organization anymore, and he says goodbye, and he's and, gone. 
I know Gary Batman loves the Coyotes. Let's be honest. It's the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. This is not this is not the Montreal Canadiens. This is not the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. And did you hear who might be filling in John Chaka's shoes? Because Steve Sullivan is in on an interim basis. Peter Shirelli, yeah, I've heard that. Um it's that was a report I remember. That was a report. I saw I a tweet like two going months around. Ago. I think like two months ago, Steve Simmons said this. It was something of like I, they talked about it on uh, on Steve Dangle podcast. It was something like, for some reason, and we don't know why, um, uh, Gary Batman wants to place Peter Shirelli in with the Arizona Coyotes. Like this is a report that has resurfaced, but I remember even at the time being like, he can't just be like, all right, and plop you over here in Arizona. Like he can't just be like, all right, I want Shirelli here. Yeah, with Peter Shirelli's track record, I would not want him. Why would in, you ever want him to be a general manager? I would not want him anywhere in the Arizona Coyotes situation. You guys have to get someone that knows what the fuck's going on and get them to get back on track so that they can have a normal fan base and just play and be a part of a normal team and somewhat be profitable because they're not profitable at all. And at one point, the They've NHL They've never been owned, profitable. Exactly. So, and the NHL owned them at one point, which, oh, sorry. Um, for like a and, year or two like yeah it's crazy is wild and i don't understand how that even works how the 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 not franchise the organization uh, or, organ i don't know if it's an organ yeah the organization owns one of its like one of its teams yeah like it's wild like i don't think and i, I don't think that happened in basketball or football like that's never happened in those kind Dude, of things it's a dumb league it's a yeah, dumb it's, league that does dumb things that's yeah. that and that's and that's what, why we scream about it and why we love it. But why would any NHL organization look at Peter Shirelli and say, that's the guy we want? Yeah. Because you know what? You know what he did? Nine years ago, he won the Stanley Cup. That's our guy. Yeah, nine years ago. A decade. Doesn't, years doesn't, ago. It doesn't matter I, that he had Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl I, and could not make the playoffs. Yeah. He won the cup with the Boston Bruins in 2011. I was that's nine right. years old, ten years ago. Uh, yeah. Th- that's <laughs> so was that's I. It's been a long time, just a bit of a long time. Um, yeah. And he uh, okay, so Shirelli screwed the Bruins for a long time, and it took him, it took him two years to screw the Oilers, and the Oilers yeah. were, were in butt fuck nowhere, for so long. Yeah. They had no idea where they were going, and then it took it took the guy who screwed up the the Red Wings to come in and 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 put them so, back together. It's, um, I don't know if he screwed up the Red Wings, but like they had an aging cast, and like he couldn't like he did screw them up. But then again, like I don't know who could have done a better job with that kind of like with an older team yeah, that I has expiring contract and stuff like that. But but for, but Ken Hall Ken Hall has done a great job, I think, at yeah. p- putting the Oilers back together, but. Peter Shirelli just fucked up the team for yeah. so for he, Taylor he, Hall for oh, Adam Larson. Taylor Hall, there's no one, way Taylor Hall for is ever one. Yes. What? T- imagine Taylor Hall on the Oilers right now. Leon Drysaddle, Connor McDavid, Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. That would be a world destroying uh, like lineup. You know but, what? We, we were talking about the Oilers' defense. We didn't even mention Adam Larson. <laughs> we were talking about the Oilers' defense early is he on. Even, wait, is he even on the team still? Yeah, he is. He's still he there. We just, oh. we just forget about him because he's, an, he's another one of those defensemen where it's like he doesn't, he, he's just like – he's a defenseman. He's you know, defensively minded and doesn't really, do, doesn't really do much on the offense, which is why we don't really recognize him a lot. Yeah. But, oh, my God. And if I'm Taylor Hall and I'm hearing Peter Shirelli's gonna gonna be back, uh, no way I'm no way I'm staying here. They were they yeah. were working they were working on on an extension. Yeah, that's there that's were talks what was about in the him. Article too. Uh, there were talks thoughts. about about them working on an on an extension bef- like before everything went went to hell. So Elliot Friedman had this uh, to say in Thirty One Thoughts. It was um, or this is I think the Coyotes' offer to Taylor Hall was five years, seven point two five million. Um, that's not enough uh, an official offer from what I can tell and we'll uh, we'll see if they're be- they're gonna become more aggressive in the situation uh, um, I think s- the situation is as important to Hull as anything so 
Okay, you said five years, uh, 7.25. Is that what you said? Yeah, 7.25, five years. We were talking about Taylor Hall. People were talking about Taylor Hall at the beginning Making of the year that he was going to make more money than Connor McDavid. Yeah. God, he, the, amount no. of, the amount of money that he has just set if, on fire. Yo, this, if he makes se- 7.5 million or 7.25 million and look at William Nylander. William Nylander, would you take William Nylander or Taylor Hall? At their contracts, okay, let's say he does sign 7.5 for five years. I'm taking William Nylander every single day. Like, because William Nylander performed this year, Taylor Hall yeah, did not. Exactly. And Taylor Hall had, like, he had his, he has a decent, like, uh, forward group at Arizona, in Arizona. So, he's like, got, he's got Phil Kessel, he's got Derek Stepan, uh, you know, Clayton Keller's a great player, yeah, too. Clayton Keller, I was going to say. Uh, Hennestros is pretty good. It's not like yeah. they got bums over there, like, they yeah. got guys. Yeah. And he still couldn't couldn't produce. And yeah, he, so, he leaves New Jersey. New Jersey gets slightly better somehow. Yeah, that was interesting too. But then again, New Jersey came crashing back down, so you can't okay. really say anything. Yeah, second. Um. So, um, another I, thing. I'm. I'm just. I just hearing that that seven point two five million dollar mark is crazy to me because of how we were talking about him earlier on in yeah. the season. Uh, one or uh, one more thing for a thing. Uh, at the beginning of the show, we said that Arizona, um, the two temp, uh, two Florida teams are playing. It's currently five zero, ah. and they're beating the shit out of each other. And I'm just watching clips for on Twitter. Oh yeah, they're like fighting each other. Yeah, they're fighting. There's like been a couple oh of fights God. already. It's, it's preseason. Funny. What are you doing? Yeah, it's but it's just been a shit show. So uh, go watch and the I, highlights. I had I had faith in Sergey Bobrovsky that he was gonna bounce back. Son of a bitch. No. Son He's of a not bitch. Oh, my, I'm, after watching this pre actually I'll wait till the Islanders play, but after watching the preseason, I'm gonna have to say Okay, okay, I think I think I think once once we get our once we get the first game, which I think that their first games are on uh the the, the Saturday. Okay. Once game one happens, it should be it that, that should set the tone for the entire series. Yeah. It just it should. Yeah. Um, one more thing is just before we started recording, the Blackhawks announced that no one will be able to wear headpieces at home games for the Chicago Blackhawks, like the uh, indigenous headpieces. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, like, because it's cult- cultural appropriation and stuff like that, they're not going to allow them in their in the home stadium to have that, and they're going to try to improve the like. Um, information and stuff based around the Chicago Blackhawks um, name uh, no uh, around surrounding the indigenous community and uh, that kind of stuff so yeah okay so that's like that, that came down after like the Edmonton Eskimos said that they're changing names the Redskins uh, are changing their names so it's coming to hall where all these like teams that like um, were named after uh, indigenous or aboriginal uh, communities or uh, communities or like just not like, yeah, they were named after the, uh, the native or the aboriginals and stuff that like it's coming to a hall and it's starting to change. Um, I was trying to like research why the black Hawks are called the black Hawks. It's not for um, it's not because of the indigenous thing. It's more based on, uh, the little Black Hawk planes and the army, they're named after an army like uh, regiment in the U.S. Army. So that's that. Um, yeah, the Edmonton Eskimos are changing their name just to Edmonton football team. The Redskins And changed. so is Washington. Yeah, Washington thing. I'm still surprised. All right, are the Indians in the uh, NHL? Oh, they should. Or, they, in the MLB. In the MLB, yeah. So... Like just across the board, I think the Indians and their logo is the it's like the most racist the thing worst. I've ever seen. Yeah, it's the ra- most racist one. Like the Chicago Blackhawks one, it looks like an indigenous person, and it's not like, like it's not like, like um, like it doesn't make See, fun of them or whatever. Like Cleveland, know how to Cleveland's say it. Cleveland's logo is a cartoon, is is a cartoon that clearly looks like it's making fun yeah. of something yeah, the blackhawks yeah. logo is actually my that's my dad's personal favorite because he feels as though it's a great logo also it like it will 
it honors the yeah it honors the li- the lineage that logo yeah. sort of honors the the lineage yeah yeah and and um that's why Cleveland Cleveland has to change their name because their logo yeah. is one of the and their their mascot I've never heard a more racist thing in the world yeah that that looks like a Bugs Bunny cartoon that they would put as like as and that would be their, uh, a, the a native in like a cartoon like that. The mascot's yeah. name I don't even want to say because it's so racist. Like you can look it up on on your by yourself. Yeah. It's it's so it's so horrible. Yeah. So it things are changing. Team names are changing. Um. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. They didn't say anything about changing the logo or anything, which I'm not like mad about or whatever. I like the logo and I think the logo like honors the heritage rather than like discriminating again or mm-hmm. making fun or thing. So you have anything else to say or should we start uh, wrapping up? Uh, n- nothing else. So before, before we go, we talked about um, maybe going to two episodes a week just for the playoffs. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to talk about. So um, do you want to, so Sunday, August 2nd is when so everyone, was, will, everyone will have one game. Yeah. Should so we I was on thinking, the third do something? Okay, that's when the so I was thinking that our next podcast is going to be Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday morning, hopefully, before all the other games start. And then I was thinking either Thursday or Friday, depending on how the Leafs, where the Leafs, like, game lines. Because, yeah, so we're keep an eye on twitter or just keep on on thing so we'll have either monday or no monday because then they'll play tuesday wednesday thursday do, do you want to do hmm. no monday will work because then it's a day a, a day off between the the leafs game yeah i know but then do you want to do like because then we'd have to do three episodes a week which would just be wild uh, um no we'll do two and we'll just miss we'll just miss a few it's like we'll do like monday i don't know monday and monday thursday and then monday, monday thursday again yeah, yeah okay um so yeah look it out look out for monday and thursday episodes um yeah we'll go from there see how the leafs go all right before um, before we end this what's the final score in the leafs game on mon on sunday yeah sunday night it's gonna be four two leafs four two i can i can see that i can see that I'm going to go with this Montreal score. 4-2. Four 4-2 two. Four two, four two with a Zach Hyman empty ender. Sure. Let's do it that. It's good. No, that's no, 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 no. We can't do that because then the last year is going to be really <laughs> stressful because it's going to be 3-2. One thing that we didn't talk about was John Tortorello oh. um, dragging his team like through the rip- shitter. Ripping th- his team uh, like two minutes into practice, he rips his team a, a freaking thing. And it just can't like when I, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking that I think he might not be happy that he's there. No, 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 no. He's, he's, he is. Okay. Cause people keep saying people on the radio were like, George Rotorella, he's in mid season form. You know, the Columbus blue jackets, they're not fucking around. Like they're, they're, they're playing like it's, you know, like it's, they're playing like it's playoff hockey, buddy. If I, okay. How does that narrative start of, Oh, they're in midseason form. I think John Tortorella thinks that thinks that we're in midseason season form, and the rest of them are, are like, John, what, what are you doing, man? Like, chill out, John, yeah. chill out. I, so, as a Leafs could, fan, to me, keep going, John. Yeah. Keep going and doing what you're doing. Because to me, it feels like the same thing with Montreal is like they don't really want to be there, and. It could be. I'm happy if they see, don't want to be there and aren't see, trying. I think that they do want to be there. I don't think that their intensity, their intensity of this thing, is at the level of John Tortorella. That could that could be another issue. Um, it's gonna be more to, interesting. I just want to see how they play their um their exhibition game, because after that, then I'll is get that an today? idea. Because how... I need to, I need to scout them. My um, name is I don't know. My name is Sheldon but, Keith, and I need to scout yeah. my opponent. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they play. Um, that's right. about it. Um, thanks guys for listening. Um, Sunday, 8 PM is Leafs Columbus, uh, game one of the qualifying round. So be there or be square. I'm going out. I'm going over to my friend's house. He has a free base. So we're going to go there and hammer down and watch. Some uh, hockey, I might meet up with some other friends. Uh, Columbus's preseason game is, uh, the 30th, so Thursday, against the Boston Bruins. Son of a bitch!
no, that's gonna be interesting to see because Boston's pretty good. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so uh, Region of Peel and Toronto is going to stage three on Friday. So if the Leafs go far enough, we might be in stage four watching a Leafs game in a bar. Yeah. So it's gonna be great to see. And yeah. Um, check us out guys on Spotify and Apple music and anywhere you get your podcasts. We're basically everywhere now. So, uh, thanks for listening and see you guys Monday.